celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And don't forget our dream team, Dr. Debbie answering your medical questions. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Of course, Vinnie Penn, Bobby Hill, Kay Brown, all joining us today on Animal Radio. Uh, let's get things started with Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Vladi, how are you doing today? Wonderful, Hal. Hey, everyone. Vladi's back. If you don't know me yet, let me let you know. I am the from former Soviet Union, but not from Kazakhstan, and I don't know Borat. <laughs> I'm certified dog trainer behaviorist, European certified trained dogs for Soviet KGB, which is a combination of FBI and CIA. For the last 10 years, I live in Michigan. That is why probably I have a so funny <laughs> Michigan accent, <laughs> and uh, was honored by the Michigan government and uh, did a lot of great job in the state and I'm so happy to be on Animal Radio almost every day and try to help you guys with the questions. I know that Andy has a question. Andy has a problem, Doc. Hi, Andy. Hi, uh, Roddy. How are you? Good, good, good. Where are you calling me from? Uh, well, I actually live in Michigan. I got one of those funny Michigan accents as well. Um, <laughs> uh, but I'm That's actually nice. calling you from Baltimore today. I'm a truck driver. And ah, I'm just down okay. here loading up some rather nice Porsches, but I'm on my way back to Michigan. And okay. um, i got a question about a new puppy we got. Yeah, okay, sure. I, I kind of see similarities bef- between our accents, that's for sure. So <laughs> what, the, yeah. what, the, what the question you have? Uh, well, basically what it is, we, we have a total of five dogs. And uh, the other four wow. are all adults, and they're fine, and we have a bunch of other pets as well. Uh, we got this puppy, I guess he's about six months old now, and the problem we have with him, we, he's outside most of the day with the other dogs, uh, while the weather's mm-hmm. nice and everything, and then when we bring him in, he has this habit of, about five minutes after he comes in the house, he'll go to the same spot every day and uh, urinate. Okay, uh, so let me fix, so let me fix, yeah, let me fix that uh, problem with the speed of Russian ballistic missile. You know, that okay. missile works really well. For the last in a while, you, the world probably learned it. Anyway, Andy, what you, all what you need to do, it's so simple. Uh, make sure every time the puppy comes home, you put the dog uh-huh. in the crate. Uh, every time when you s- cannot supervise the puppy, puppy in the crate. That spot okay. needs, to be, needs to be washed with uh, petastic. P-E-T, uh, help, help me, please. P-E-T-S, something like A-S-T-I-C. this. Yeah. A-S-T-I-C. Yeah, because asking the Russian to spell is like asking the cat to swim. So, but this is the, <laughs> one of the best products. Yeah. A simple solution works too. So, so make sure it's enzyme-based stuff. You, you clean this area. After that, I would like you to put the bowl with the food and feed the dog in that area. Dogs, as the humans, they don't like to eat, uh, uh hamburgers in the bathroom. So, uh, okay. basically, yeah. if you're gonna put, yeah. you're gonna, yeah, if you're gonna start to feed your dog in that area, supervise it uh, when you cannot uh, keep your eyes on the dog and uh, let the dog go outside. The dog gonna be very quickly switched into the right habits. Make sure if for the next one week you will not allow that problem happen, and the only reason, the only way you will not able to, you will not allow it to happen if you will supervise it. If you can supervise it, puppy must be in the crate. 
The area okay. needs to be cleaned. You need to start to feed the dog in that area and, and also do sit, stay, and down, stay in that area. Everything uh-huh. together will, will very quickly fix your problem. And you have a, a little bit more accent than the Michigan accent. You have kind of European accent. So you kind yeah, of I'm from England. Me. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that, that's what I suspected, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, you probably, you probably, you know, didn't want to tell me, Fran, because, you know. <laughs> oh, that's fine. I've been in the States 17 years and the accent won't go, so, okay. you know. Yeah, but it's okay. It's okay. My accent is worse than yours. <laughs> so thank <laughs> just, you. Yours is just very slight. So <laughs> very slight. We have slight differences. But my European friend, thank you for calling. This is the Vladi from Animal Radio. If anyone of you guys have a, or girls have a dog who is all out of control, please pick up the phone and call me right now because the Vladi is right now in the studio and I am on call and I'm going to fix every behavior problem in dogs, one dog at a time, here on the Animal Radio. The phone number is 866-405-8405. This is the Vladi from Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And coming up, Wendy Malik from Just Shoot Me. She played uh, Nina Van Horn. Yes, she has such a funny character. Boy, it's amazing I actually remember the character. <laughs> Some of the things that stick in the crevices of your brain are shocking. A lot of useless information. A lot of useless information. Hopefully today we're giving you all useful information at one 405 8405 Vinny is on the way. He'll give you some tips on naming your pet. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm that afraid. <laughs> Hi, who is this? Is this Vern? Uh, yes, it is. Hey, Vern, how you doing? Excellent, thank you. Who, where are you calling from today? Modesto, California. Lovely Modesto. Uh, yes, sir. You? Uh, no, it's not sir. That's my dad. <laughs> okay. yes, I'm feeling old this week as it is. You are on with Dr. Debbie. Yes, Dr. Debbie. Hello, how you well, doing? Hi, Vern. Hi. I'm doing great. How are you today? Excellent, thank you. Uh, my question is, I have a Rhodesian Ridgeback, and um, I, ha- uh, I had her fixed, and right after I had her fixed, she started having problems with a leg, and I'm not really sure about you know her weight, because she immediately gained a whole bunch of weight, and I'm not mm-hmm. really sure how to monitor what her perfect weight should be. Okay. And uh, Rhodesian Ridgebacks, they're not terribly common. Did you did you find her locally at a shelter, or did you have a breeder? No. Uh, the, she ended up getting away from somebody abusing her, and it ended oh, up she was given to me. And so she kind of came from a, another area, and so I just ended up taking care of her and raising her. She was about... Uh, probably uh, five months old when I uh, received her, and um, i just taken care of her ever since. What's her name? Her name is Simba. Uh, Simba. I, I wasn't too sure. Yeah, female dog, I named Simba. But, it, you know, I didn't know anything about a Ridgeback. I didn't even know she was a Ridgeback. And I took her to a pet smart, and she walked around, and she picked up a toy. The first toy she picked up was a, a lion with a sweet <laughs> And I thought, well, that's kind of ironic, you know? So it is, you know, almost like her color. Yeah. And ever since then, everything she likes has to be the, almost the exact same color she is. Her favorite cat is an orange cat. <laughs> well, that's interesting. I know, it is very uh. interesting, because now I keep questioning myself, are dogs really colorblind? 
dogs are particularly colorblind, but they do see shades of gray. You know, that's interesting, though, but perhaps she does have some other preference uh, with those items. Yeah. But uh, she sounds like a lovely dog. And how old is she? She is going to be turning uh, eight pretty soon. Okay, so she's getting up there in her senior years. And you said this weight gain that she had it developed um, shortly after she was spayed? Yes, ma'am. Uh-huh. Okay. And, and also, it had a she came with a, a leg issue right after that when she gained the, the weight. So I didn't know if that was something that happened during surgery or maybe it was something that happened from childhood. And finally, when she got the weight, it, you know, came on. What would be the best thing I could do? Yeah, well, and, and you raise a good point, is that it could potentially be something that was kind of lingering under the surface that when she gained some weight, it, it really put an extra force on, you know, those maybe questionable joints um, that were developing. So that's a possibility, and it's kind of hard to really prove that one way or another. Um, but the one thing you did say as far as with a lot of female dogs can tend to gain weight after they've been spayed, and it's not doesn't have to happen. <laughs> it's something we can be prepared for because we know there's so many benefits to spaying our pets that extend their life um, that we know their metabolism changes once they are spayed. So what my suggestion and what I tell every one of my uh, female dog owners as they are getting that surgery done is you almost have to plan right away the day of that surgery to kind of slightly modify your feeding regimen. If they're on a puppy food at that time, you scale back and go to an adult food. Um, If you're feeding a certain amount, I'd like to scale back maybe a quarter cup a day Um, because if we continue feeding as we did before the surgery, um, they will gain weight. And it's not that it's a side effect of the surgery. It's just their metabolism does change when they're altered. So that's one thing you might have to work on some weight loss efforts now, Um, you know, feeding a low-calorie food, uh, doing non-weight-bearing exercise like swimming is such a great thing if you have the capability and in California um, you know that certainly you might have that ability to exercise her Um, but those would be things that I'd really work on to try to you know get her physical condition in place and and you said that the leg is a bum leg (laughs) what does she do with it that that's a problem uh, well, she mostly just uh, favors it, and then uh, we, she she likes sleeping in a favorite chair. So uh, she took the chair off, or you know, she took over the chair when she came into the house. And, and is it so, a red uh, chair too? Uh, no, it's not, but it is a brown chair. That's kind of funny. okay. <laughs> just she, had to ask. When, when she gets off the chair, she'll hold her leg up there and stretch it. Kind of reminds me of some athlete trying to do some special exercise, you know, and stretching it really hard. Yoga. Yeah, and she leans into it. And it's just comical. It's going like, I wish I was more dedicated than you. <laughs> but but is there a perfect weight that I should be monitoring to looking at for a dog, you know, for that perfect weight for your, your dog? I mean, for a Rhodesian or even any other kind of dog, because I also have a uh, another dog, and I'm just kind of wondering how you monitor this weight to find out what the, the weight should be. Well, and it's kind of like with people, when we're talking about what is the perfect weight for dogs, there's not an exact number. You may have breed standards for the Rhodesian, which may be, oh golly, somewhere between you know 60 pounds to 85 pounds. But the, what's more important is what we call body condition scoring. And this is something all veterinarians do when we examine a pet. We put a little notation in the pet's chart. And the body condition score is a number system that we use and um, for our office we use a one to five scoring method a three is a perfect weight dog 
one is a very obese pet and one is an underweight, severely underweight pet. So there's some great tools and techniques to try to figure that out at home. But basically, some of the things we look at is we look at the overall shape. We want to see a little waistline, a silhouette, um, if you will, if you kind of stand over your dog. Um, when you look from the side, you want to see that their belly is kind of tucked up. There's a little flank. If they're pretty much shaped like a sausage from either direction, that's an indication that you may have a weight problem for your pet. Okay. Uh, when she's limping on that leg, does she pick it up completely or does she kind of put it down and just kind of gimp on it a little bit? She gimps on it. So that, too, I'd say we'd probably want to look at both her knee to see the the health of her knee, make sure there's no problems with her kneecap popping out of place or a damaged ligament in the knee, um, as well as look at the hips because, you know, we, we definitely can see some a whole gamut of different problems in uh, not just in the um, Rhodesians but in a lot of the larger breed dogs. Now, okay. one other thing I didn't mention is... Um, some hormone problems or thyroid problems with an older pet that's gaining weight, that might be something we look at. Uh, wouldn't time necessarily with the spay surgery um, if, if your uh, assumption's correct that you should gain weight after that. But thyroid problems can definitely cause weight gain. So that too, you might want to talk to your veterinarian about. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Judy actually uses the body condition scoring test here for the UPS delivery men. She's actually given me what a <laughs> minus fifteen. Yeah, you're way. You're not even on the record anymore. You're off the charts. Across the country, veterinarians are seeing more of a bacterial disease. All dog owners and outdoor enthusiasts should be aware of leptospirosis. This bacterial disease affects humans and their pet friends and causes a wide range of symptoms, including flu-like illness and even kidney damage. Lepto is caused by exposure to water where pets and wildlife have been. We have seen several cases of lepto in our hospital. Most of them do get better with aggressive antibiotic therapy. The incidence of leptospirosis is on the rise with urban children and people who work outdoors or with animals. It's also being seen more frequently in our family dogs. Prevention is the key, and for that, we have a very effective vaccination. Dr. Jasek recommends all dogs at risk be vaccinated for lepto at the time they get their regular booster shots, and she recommends having your pet examined at least twice a year. I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting for Animal Radio. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just from eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Ew! Thank goodness there's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major worms that infect dogs. Safeguard K90 Wormer. Just sprinkle it on your dog's food twice a year. And that's it? Yep. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. It's the best way I know to protect my dog and my family against intestinal worm infections. Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. That's 911. Proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. 
Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. Have you been dreaming of that special career that not only offers you great financial rewards, but is also really fun? You've found it. Pet sitting is becoming one of the fastest growing home-based businesses in the country today. NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters, can help you achieve that dream. NAPS will provide you with the education and tools you need just by visiting www.petsitters.org. That's NAPS at www.petsitters.org. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team of experts at 1-866-405-8405. Joining us today, David Fry from the Thanksgiving Day Dog Show. 20 million people watch that every year. I watch it every year. And of course, Westminster, the big show. He's like one of the top dogs there. And you know what he's been doing lately? He's been working with Uno, who is the beagle who won Best in Show this year. Uno has now become a certified therapy dog. Oh, really? Okay, details on that. Vlade, what do you have coming up? Yeah, I will share with you dog training techniques that will turn any, any unruly dog's attitude around in five minutes or less. Five minutes? Yes, because behavior problems in dogs are very easy, correctable. You just need to know how. Okay, one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Let's clear some lines. Hi, Animal Radio. Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Who is this? Uh, my name's Rich. What can we do for you today, Rich? Okay, I'm interested in knowing if there's a place I can call or telephone number or, or a group or organization where I can ask for a specific mix of dog that not is not necessarily purebred. You know, a mongrel type dog in, in this so many dogs out there that haven't been adopted or are taken in, but they are a mixed breed that is not wanted by the purebred society, you know. Yeah, and you know those are healthier, too. Much healthier oh. than a purebred. Oh, I love them. I had one uh, that was a German lab mix, and, and that dog was just a, a real gem. I had to put him to sleep, unfortunately. Oh. Are you look, looking for a certain breed, a certain mixture that has a certain breed in it? Yeah. In fact, I would like to look for another German lab mix. That's what he was, and uh, it was quite a fantastic dog. Well, you know how you say there are certain breed rescues that deal with German Shepherds and deal with Labradors, but a lot of times they have the dog that is not quite the purebred, that has a mixture of the dog. You should start calling rescues for the certain breeds that you're looking for and ask them if they have that dog with a certain mixture. You mean like a German Shepherd rescue? Yeah, German Shepherd rescue because they take in a lot of dogs that have German Shepherd in them that aren't actually purebreds, not all the time. So you can check with them and they might have a mixture of something that you're looking for. Is that a, is that a national organization or is it just something that I would look generically on the web. Well, we, we, you can look on the web basically where your home is, where you live. Where do you call home, Rich? Uh, Pennsylvania, up near Erie, Pennsylvania. Oh, I know of a few places up there. I can actually email you some addresses of some rescue shelters out that direction. Oh, that would be good. Do you think they have that kind of variety? We can see. And if they don't, maybe they'll uh, be able to point us in the right direction. Yeah, that's great. Okay, Rich. Also, for uh, others that are listening, don't forget Pets911.com. If you're looking for an animal within your zip code, you can put in your zip code and uh, see what's available within your area. Rich, hold on for one second. 1-866-405-8405. <laughs> 
Judy. Can't you leave him at home? I mean, come on. I have, to take him to, I have to take him to work with me. Quiet him or do something. Please do something. Okay. This is uh, this is why I prefer the cat or the uh, or the dog. Uh, but you know, if you're one of those that are just starting a family and you have a cat or a dog, you're always a little cautious about bringing home baby. A lot of people actually get rid of their dogs. I can't imagine doing that. They're like family members. Mm-hmm. And we certainly hope that if you're planning a family, you're not planning on getting rid of any animals. There's actually a new CD out, and that's the CD we were just listening to just now, which has baby sounds that you use to acclimate your dog to the uh, the baby that's on the way. We have the creator, Kristen. Is it Overdurf Abood? Am yes, I? it is. You oh. got it right. <laughs> There's one right down the street. Uh, there's another Overdurf Abood right oh, down the street. Oh, yeah. It's quite, you know, it's as common as Smith. I'm looking at the CD, and there's actually, you have uh, the baby cooing, you have the baby laughing, the mm-hmm. baby crying. How do you suggest we use this to acclimate our pets? We give it to them a half an hour a day dose? Well, it really depends on the pet. I mean, I think that it's good to start out far enough, two months to a month ahead. You know, a month usually is enough. And I would say, you know, start with a little bit, see how they react. Some animals um, growl. Some will pace. Um, are very anxious over it. Some don't really respond, but that doesn't mean they're not hearing it. They just aren't as, you know, disturbed by it, I guess. You know, but yeah, I would start with 15 minutes to a half an hour and then just increase it. Um, You know, you could play the whole thing, you know, obviously by by the time the baby comes, they'll be ready, you know, with at least the sounds. And then you can still bring something home once you've had the baby because then the scent comes into factor and um, that helps them also. And then once the baby's in the home, it's really, that's the hardest time too is because then all of a sudden, you know, you're, they're not getting this much attention. What else should we do? The other thing they say that's really important is, I mean, yes, obviously, your schedule is going to change, and you're going to be up at different times. Include the baby with the pet. Like like if you're nursing, let the dog sit at your feet. Don't exclude them from the room because that just creates more anxiety for them. Also, they say like when you're feeding them or giving the animal a treat, Hold the baby so that way you're both giving the animal a treat. Mm. You know, it just gives more acceptance, and they will come around. I have a 10-year-old chihuahua, and everyone was freaking out. Oh, he's never going to adapt. And I said, he's (laughs) going to be fine. And he's been hearing a CD for a long time, (laughs) longer than a month or so out. And, you know, he... um, he definitely was jealous and definitely had his moments of, you know, just being, you know, sad. But I included him. Let's uh, give out the website. It's www.babysounds4pets. That's the number four. Pets number four, yep. Dot com. And, of course, we'll put links to everything you've heard today at animalradio.com. And I think this is great for your husband, too, before that baby comes home. <laughs> play it for your husband. You're not the first one to say that. A lot of people <laughs> have said that it's really helped that, too, because, you know, we when you're the one who's pregnant, all the changes happen in your body, and there's not as much happening for the husband. And when he starts hearing those sounds, it reality comes home. <laughs> no reason to give up your pets if you're having, if you're bringing a two-legged member into the household. We have uh, three copies to give away. Baby Sounds for Pets. Head on over to the website, babysoundsforpets.com. Kristen, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at animalradio.com. Log on. 
Learn more. And she played Nina Van Horn on NBC's Just Shoot Me. Now she's holding on Animal Radio's toll-free phones, line four. Life keeps bringing me back to you. Keeps bringing me home. It don't matter what I want to do. It's got a mind of its own. Life keeps bringing me back to you. Hi, Wendy. Hey, how are you? Very well. Yes, it is. Nice to meet you. You're, you're backstage. What are you doing? You're working now? Actually, I, it's my theater day off. Ooh. And I'm up in uh, Williamstown at the, at the theater festival. I'm actually in Vermont at the moment. Just in the rain. We're looking at beautiful little countryside and stopping in at antique stores. Just having a nice wet day. Well, that well, sounds fun. luxurious. <laughs> you know what? Living in L.A., it's a wonderful thing. Well, I wanted to get you on the phone because I understand that there's going to be a television showing of the Genesis Awards, which, of course, happened in March, but the American... Live TV Network has picked it up, and they're going to be playing it several times. Right, right. I'm so glad they're doing that. Gretchen Weiler has created a pretty spectacular thing in the Genesis Awards. She was one of my heroines. She and Jane Goodall, I think, are two of the coolest women and mentors of mine. And Gretchen sort of made an Academy Awards for people who bring to light some of the animal abuses and, and also some of the strides that are being made in that community, but um, really celebrating the unsung heroes out there. And she got a lot of like-minded celebrities to become activists in, in the process. Did you present an award at this? I present every year, and I co-hosted it one year with David Hyde Pierce. Um, but I've been a presenter every year. Yeah, I, it's, uh, it's something I do not miss and would not miss. Um, animals are, as I always tell people, most of my best friends have been dogs and horses <laughs> and now a cat. Uh, and I think that they just make us far better beings to be in the company of animals. There's so much to be learned from them. And it, it helps us by being humane, helps us all with our own humanity. So I think the way we treat animals is a great mirror to how we're treating each other and, uh, and always should be. You say a cat now. Uh, so are you a dog person, cat person, both? Always now, I was. No, I grew up, uh, my older sister was a collie named Bonnie. Uh-huh. And, uh, and she was my best, best friend. And my parents could leave me for hours in the yard with this dog who really was like Lassie. And we never had cats as kids, so I was always a little spooked by them. I didn't quite get them, and I do speak dog. Um, I'm very conversant in dog, but did sure. not have uh, the cat vocabulary. Uh-huh. We were given a cat years ago. Uh, friends who had to leave their home and go to New York gave us uh, a cat for the summer when I was living in California. And lo and behold, I started speaking cat. I started to learn it, and we now have one of the coolest cats. Even people who don't like cats love Woody, this 17-year-old remarkable gruff of a cat that we have. Um, <laughs> he, he defies the odds. He lives out in the Santa Monica Mountains and has somehow survived coyotes and hawks and rattlesnakes and, and various creatures and uh, is an outdoor cat. I mean, wow. he comes and goes as he pleases. He's white with ginger spots, and there's no reason why he should still be around, but he is. Can you touch him? Absolutely. He sleeps next to me, but then goes out, corrals at night, and usually brings back, like, the foot of a mouse. <laughs> A just a bleed or something is an offering, but we haven't had any any mouse problems. <laughs> there is that. 
and briefly before we let you go here, the Hill. I understand maybe picked up or has been picked up on ABC. Well, we're, we're sort of in that limbo, but there's still life in it. It's a really wonderful show, and I hope that ABC decides to do it. We're sort of on hold. They picked up the option to hold us, and we'll see probably by, I would imagine, sometime in the fall. But it's a comedy about Washington, D.C., and how nobody's talking to each other. Have you noticed? Uh-huh. So I play a Democratic liberal senator from New York, not that one. And... Uh, <laughs> And my counterpart is a Republican conservative former astronaut from Arizona, and it's about our two staffs and and how they collide and fall in love with each other, of course, and um, and just hopefully could be a really great political satire that could incorporate some of the sort of pressing issues of the day, but in a comedic way where my my belief over the years has been, I think All in the Family did more to get people talking than almost any single show on television. Really? Yes, yes absolutely. So my hope is it's time for another politically funny and smart show where it might get people to sort of see the folly of their own ways because we're all so entrenched in our point of view that we don't really talk to each other anymore. No, no. We have to start. It's getting. It's time now. You know? Yes, it is. I agree 100%. Should we be looking for you in anything else? Is this keeping you busy? Actually, um, I just got off the phone with my agent, and I can't tell you, but hopefully, yes. Okay, fingers <laughs> crossed. Uh, yeah, fingers crossed. And I'm doing a play up at Williamstown, the theater festival up here in the Berkshires. I'm doing Blythe Spirit, which is so much fun. So we're in the middle of that right now. Well, it sounds like you're keeping busy. We appreciate all you do with him. Oh, thank you for you guys. Thanks for being on the air and just uh, keeping the conversation going. Thanks. Wendy Malik, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Animal communicator Joy Turner is on the way. You want to talk to your pets? Let's get on the phones right now. 1-866-405-8405. She's up after the news. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. A limited recall of pedigree dog food was issued this week in Southern California and Las Vegas, Nevada. Mars Pet Care issued the recall after a component of the food tested positive for salmonella. It was inadvertently shipped to the company's production facility in Tracy, California, and was used in 100 bags of pedigree complete nutritional small crunchy bites with a Best Buy date of 7-2009 on those bags. The company recalled products shipped to California and Nevada. A thief made off with two exotic tortoises from a pet store in New Hampshire last weekend. Owners of the Zoo Creatures Advanced Pet Center in Playsto reported the theft after discovering holes cut in the fence of the tortoise's pen and the 25 to 100 pound pets missing. The turtles are valued at over $1,000 but require special lighting, food and care. Anyone with information is asked to contact the Playsto New Hampshire Police Department. The dog voted best in show at this year's Westminster Kennel Club has another title worth mentioning. Uno the Beagle is now a certified therapy dog. The winner of the prestigious dog show completed his Delta Society Pet Martners training, becoming a therapy dog. David Fry, who assisted Uno in his schooling, said, quote, Now Uno is a certified therapy dog. He has the ability to comfort and love those who are in serious need, and that goes beyond breeding, end quote. Uno is also the official spokes dog for Angel on a Leash. That's the charity of the Westminster Kennel Club that trains therapy dogs. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com.
1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio with Hal and Judy and Vlade's answering your questions. The world-famous Russian dog wizard on his way to California. If he sounds tired today, he is. Doing a lot of packing. <laughs> you're packing, you're putting... Yes, you, I do. Thank you. Thank you so much. But nevertheless, you know, just would like to share very quick uh, my memo. People love me and call me and email me and such and such. And sometimes I'm hearing like some people want me to change these little things. They want me to say, well, you know what? It's okay to spoil our dog all day long. It's okay to sleep when with the bed. It's okay to do this and that. And, you know, we still want... The dog listen us somehow. This is the wrong. The people wants to me wants to uh, change the things and nothing to change. It's not going to happen. I'm not going to change my way of presentation. I tell the truth as it is. I think about myself, hell, like I am the well-bred dog. Mm -hmm. If I like something, I lick. If I don't, I bite. That is why when the people, when Vladi says, people listen. Who is this? This is Linda. Hi, Linda. Nice. Thank you so much. You're calling us. How can I help you? Well, I have a one-year-old English pointer, and okay. my husband and I both work during the day, so we have given her reign of the house. And Let me ask you one thing. Yes. If you po what is her name or his name? Abby. Abby. She's female? Yes. So she's a little bitch. Okay. Is, uh, she's a kind of hyper dog all the time. Like somebody she comes in and... <laughs> yes, she is a high-energy dog. And she's a hunter. My hu husband has trained her for hunting. So. Oh, that's a very well to know. That's what I would like to... Uh, yeah, that's what was my next question. Okay, so what is your problem now? So um, we let her loose in the house while we're gone, and she'll be fine for a couple of weeks, and then we'll come home one day, and she's chewed up the bedroom furniture. And then she'll be good for a couple of weeks, and then she chewed up the ottoman. And then if we okay. have her outside... Um, mm -hmm. You know, we're debating what do we do with her, you know, during the day. Do we kennel her up or do we let her loose? Sure. Then when we let her sure. outside, once we mm -hmm. leave her outside for a while, she gets so excited running around, she starts tearing out the grass. So Okay. Okay. So uh, let me ask you something. When you come home, are you telling him I'm entirely, good girl, how was your day today? Uh, this type of the celebrations? Um... Yes, my husband more so than I. I try to yes, ignore her for about 15 minutes till she calms down. Okay. Ign ignoring will not help right now, Linda. Okay. You have extreme situation. You need to take different term right now. What about uh, when you're leaving the house? You're just, uh, just living or you're just uh, telling her like some people tell their pets, please, baby, don't worry, I'm going to go pick up the I tell her, be a good girl, and then I give her exactly. a couple of activity toys, like things that keep her busy. So I give okay. her a few of those. Okay. Let me give you, because i got to tell you, I'm, I'm very serious about that. What you're dealing, you're dealing with the separation anxiety, which is a very hard thing to change it. Um, uh, industry success level is about 50%. My success level is about 90%. I am not bribing. This is the for sure. Okay. But you need to take some really precise uh, measurements or precise techniques how to fix it. What you need to do, 
needs to, number one, he needs to break dependency from you. It means if she's chasing you around, try to lay down next to you, and I know what I ask you. In Russia we say, when you lost the head, don't cry about the hairs, because I'm going to tell you something you're not going to like. You have to, you have always have two choices, or just, you know, uh, chew it and swallow, or just spit it out, and continue to have your, your problems. And you, I tell you the truth as it is. So, what I'm going to do, you have to just, if she follows you around, turn around, Block her and go on her. Say ah ah ah, like like the like going on her, like the Russian tank, you know, toward okay. her. So she was backs up. So Donna, even if it takes, use a compressed air device, like CO2 from bicycle mm-hmm. shop, or drop on the floor pop can, and say ah as she as she follow you around. She's she's not supposed to follow you around at all in your home. Okay. Okay. She's not allowed for a while. Uh, lay down. Of course, I don't even want to talk about sleeping in the bed with you, uh, jumping on the furniture. This should be just, I don't want to even talk about it because this should be just out of limits for sure. Okay. So, uh, she can, she doesn't allow even lay down even next to you when you're watching TV or something. She needs to lay down the dog bed maybe five, seven feet away from you. Okay. okay. So every time when you're home, you create some type of, it's not because you're bad, because you're a good actress, because you want to turn that scale around, which is, you know, in Russia we say sometimes in order to break the stone, you need to have another stone, you know? Mm-hmm. So you, you try to undo it, what you've done, but you want to do it very decisively. Okay. So you break that dependency on you by following you around, by attachment toward you. Now, um, now about dependency more. I would like you to hire pet sitter who will come in your home for the first one week, two times per day, after that one time per, per week. Uh, what they're going to do, they're going to feed, the, 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 somebody else will take care of your pets. You're the bad guys or bad cops, pet sitters or relatives, friends, somebody else are the good cops. They come in, they're giving the treats, they maybe feeding the dog, taking the dog for a walk and such and such. Next, I would definitely exercise the, a lot physically and mentally before I leave the house. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to make sure I'm going to take my dog on the walk uh, for one mile or run with her. If you don't want to do that, get the dog in the backyard, have some balls or toys and make the dog run back and forth, back and forth, yes, back and forth, do, back, back and forth. We do because, that already. But you have to morning. do it before you leave the house. Uh, Linda, listen to me. You have to do it before you leave the house, not just uh, through the day, before you leave the house. That's yeah. important. That's After what we do. The li- Okay. In the morning. After put the, okay. After that, that, put the leash and collar on, on your dog, Linda, and mm-hmm. tell the dog, let's go sit, stay. And focusing on the sit, stay for one, two minutes. One, two minutes sit, stay takes as much energy as one mile to run. Okay. okay. After that, I would like you to buy CD by name Canine Lullaby. Canine Lullaby. Google it. And it's every time when you leave the house, I would like you to turn on that CD. It's a calming the dogs. If you will not find it, get the harp music. Or harp music. When the harps playing the strings emitting waves, which is calming the dog down naturally. Okay. Uh, Google another product by name Pro Quiet. Pro Quiet. Pro, it's one word. Pro Quiet. It's based on L tryptophan, which is a natural alternative to Prozac, which will calm your dog, dog naturally. I also will give your dog Bully Stick. Uh, my co host, Hell is on another side of the, uh, America right now, and he's the expert in bullet stick. He can tell us what the bullet stick is about, Hell. 
It's uh, it's a, uh, it's uh, yeah, it's uh. Just tell it as it is. It's a bloody show. You can say it's a. Pri- I know it's a bullish private part of the body. Yeah. It's okay, a- Linda. He's just too sh- he's not the bloody. He can't tell you. It's a bu- it's a bullish penis, and I gotta tell you, you can laugh or not. The dogs love it. It's very safe. It's not the raw hides and nothing like that. You can give it every time before you leave the house. Okay. So let me do this. I know it's a very complicated thing, and as a gift, I'm going to send to you one of my DVD instant solutions. One of the chapter is focused on separation anxiety. It's a broken in the pieces. It will show you my this my um, proprietary method how to deal with this because you will need to learn a lot of interesting things. One of the part of it is Taliban Taliban husband comes home. Taliban husband leave the house approach. It means when the Taliban husband comes home, he's not giving the his wife kisses and hugs. He tells her he telling her go do dishes and go do laundries. So you have to when you come home, you you have to have a completely different attitude. Like ah, just go do this, go do that. Yeah, Linda, even if a bad dream, you would be my wife, okay? And I would come in every time, and you come, you, I just knock the door, you just jumps in and start to kiss and hug me. And after that, I would be late. You're going to get nervous. You're going to destroy the house or chew your nails or something like this. You're going to learn a lot of things from that DVD. So stay by. Uh, Producer will get you information. And uh, thank you so much for calling us. I really enjoy talking with you. Sorry for rushing you up because I need to tell you a lot of things. I feel for you. I care for you because it is a very difficult situation. Separation anxiety is the second reason when we're putting the dog down after aggression in this country, but I will fix that things, I promise you. Okay, thank thank you. you. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com Log on. Learn more. Remember, the advice you hear on today's show is for entertainment purposes only. Please be sure to consult your own vet regarding your pet. Hey, Julie, you have to get one of these return WA pet tags for Daisy. Last week, Max got lost and was back home in just two hours. Really? How does it work? It's simple. Each pet tag has a unique ID number, which is linked to your name and number. If Daisy ever gets lost, the finder just calls Return WA's 1-800 number. It's totally safe, confidential, and rewarding. Check out www.returnmypets.com. Don't delay. Protect your pet today at www.returnmypets.com. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just by eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Protect your dog and your family by deworming your dog twice a year with Safeguard Canine Dewormer. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. Animal Radio is being brought to you by the American Red Cross, providing you with information and training to protect the dogs and cats you love. For more information, visit redcross.org or petcentric.com, a proud supporter of the American Red Cross. Fido Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, thinking a dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido-friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. 
All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at caninecaviar.com. That's www.caninecaviar.com. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And when you're talking animal communicators, the cream of the crop, that would be Joy Turner. Hi, Joy. How are you doing? Hello, Hal. I'm wonderful. How about yourself? Very well. Got a question for you. Okay. What do you say to the skeptics? Well, you know, the truth is I don't get that many skeptics. For some reason, they just don't seem to be around me. Mm -hmm. And what I say to them is, when I do happen to come across somebody, is that everybody's allowed their own beliefs. Sure. Sure. Because that's all you really can say. Mm -hmm. Typically, what I found when you talk to a skeptic, no matter what you tell them, they find a reason why that's not actually communicating with the animals. So... There's so, not really anything you can do to prove it. So open your mind up for a little bit if you're a skeptic, is what you're saying. Pretty much. Okay. Let's go to the phones. one 405 8405 I understand we have Mary Beth on the phone. Hi. Hello. How are you doing, Mary Beth? I'm doing fabulous. And you? Very good. Where are you? I'm in Mill Creek, Washington. Hmm. Sounds beautiful. You are on with Joy Turner. Hello there, Mary Beth. Hi, Joy. Who would you like to talk to today? Well... I would like to ask you about a horse that's been in my life for about five years, and it's a horse that has had, uh, you know, abuse in his background. He came to me for um, help, and I then sold the horse to a client, um, and then the young girl went off to college, and then another young client stepped in and has now has owned him for a couple of years, but she's now going off to school, and he is up for sale. Okay. And I call him the unicorn horse, and I was just wondering what he thinks his next place, his next uh, step is in his journey, where, where, what he would like to do, where he would like to go. Okay, and what is the actual name that is his call name? His call name is Dancer. He said, well, he needs to understand your theory about his life because no matter who you're saying has been his owner, he's considering you his owner. And since you're the owner, he wants to know what your philosophy for his life is. If you want to keep giving him to these students, which is the way he sees it, that you've given him for a time to this student and that student and they've gone this far and then they go off and they do whatever else they're doing and then he goes to another student, he says he's okay doing that. He really dislikes the idea of having umpteen owners, which is why he doesn't see that, in his mind, he doesn't say that his owner has been the client, the owner has been you because you've been the consistency. And he'd be just as happy if you want to use him basically as a school horse for you to go ahead and buy him and use him as a school horse. Or, if not, find a person that wants to keep him, and he assumes that that's going to be somebody that's not as young and is going to be into horses for some period of time and then leaving. Okay, okay, that's very helpful. I've, I've thought that about him, that he has wanted to stay by my side, that he's felt confident in my care and guidance, and I, I've had the sense that he's not really wanted to go. He's very much appreciated by, by everyone, but I think that he really does want to stay. <laughs> he said, are you, okay, he said, well, his ideal preference would be to be your horse, and if you wanted to lend him out, then that would be fine. Okay. All right. Very good. I hope that helps you, Mary Beth. Very much so. Thank you. Uh-huh. 
Joy, if somebody wants to get in touch with you during the week, how can they do that? By going to my website at talkwithyouranimals.com. And we'll put all that information at animalradio.com. And, and don't forget, you can get your Joy Turner fix at animalradio.com five days a week. Check it out. Joy, we'll speak to you soon. Thank you very much, Hal. one 405 8405 you lucky devil, it's Animal Radio. Hope you're gathered round with your pets, your iguanas, your Chia Pet. Chia Pet was my first pet. Very low-maintenance pet. I suggest it if you travel a lot. I, of course, killed my Chia Pet. But I'm doing much better with my pets now. Yeah, you're doing no. great with the cactus. I'm hoping I'll get fish someday. Uh, hopefully you take care of your pets much better. I know Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, is with us, and he's answering your dog behavior questions. Vlade, you must be uh, hearing a lot about... This whole Georgia thing. What's your take on this? <laughs> Thank you for that question. I do. And, uh, you know, it, it depends who you ask. If you ask the Bush, it's uh, ugly Russians, and uh, that's what they did. It's like a uh, uh, Bush position. It's like, you know, uh, label their victims uh, the aggressor and aggressor victims. If you ask the Putin, he will tell you, no, 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 no. This is the bad Americans, you know, wants to marry our wife. But, (laughs) no, excuse me, our former wife, Georgia. But in reality, if you ask the Vladi, Vladi's answer will be fair. Let's be realistic. If Yorkie, can Yorkie attack German Shopper or Russian Black Terrier, for instance, without support of American Mastiff? I don't think so. Mm. So let's be realistic. That's how it happened. And, uh, you know, Putin, he will, um, you know, go as far as it takes to show to all dogs in international pack who is the boss in that region. But uh, for everybody who is listening to me, I just would like to everybody calm down. Things will not get out of control. It's just a big dog fights, and one of the dogs is going to submit. A little dog is going to be submitting. That is all it's about. Okay, good to know. I guess if you want to if you want to play with the big dogs, you can't pee with the puppies, is what they say. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Do we have Bob on the phone? Yes, you do. Hi, Bob. How you doing? I'm pretty good. How you doing? Good. You're on with Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard. Well, good. Hey, I'm a Bob. Thank. Oh, you are German Shepherd. So, yeah. so you understood what I meant by, you know, Yorkie, when Yorkie try to attack German Shepherd. As a matter of fact, we, we, sh- we shot one of the commercial and it was like part of the deal. We had very aggressive Yorkie and we had a German Shepherd, which is nice German Shepherd. And that Yorkie tried to attack every dog on the street. So we just let that Yorkie go and Yorkie attacked the Shepherd. Shepherd just <laughs> turned around. First he, even didn't realize what's happening after he he just turned around like a Russian bear and say, "Excuse me," ah, and after we were and we were chasing that Yorkie for two blocks. <laughs> so, Bob, what's happening? I have a four-month-old golden retriever named Buddy. Okay, and so hold on, hold on. You said you have a Republican shopper. Now you tell me you have a Democrat. Oh, old. I also, I also have a German shepherd. Ah, okay. So you you have a whole uh, international whole whole political team in your household. So what could what could what could go wrong with the Nari Golden? Tell me, please. It's a Democrat dog who loves everybody, thinks everyone is a good guy, wants to well, please everyone. He's an independent dog. We don't say Democrat in my house. Oh, okay, he's on the pen. You okay? So I guess you have a problem with him. Okay, what what does he do? He's biting someone? No, no, he's uh, he's four months old and he's he's jumping up and and uh, 
I tell him down, and I step back away from him when he jumps up, but he's, he's still jumping you know, quite a bit. Oh, okay. That's the simple thing, simplest things to do. Uh, why he jumps? Because it's always benefit him. I mean, he jumps, you pushing him, you yelling at him, and whatever, and he just loves, see, the, he loves to drive you nuts. Uh, that's the golden thing laps like to do. Any attention better than no attention. So he well, needs to get I attention. Yell, I, don't, I don't yell at him, I just tell him down, you know, and off. But down, Bob, down means lay down. It's, well, I mean it's off. not that. Well, it, I, meant, I meant off. I didn't mean down. Oh, it's off at you. So, you know, it's no matter what you say. It's matter what you've done. You know, the Bush yeah. can say whatever he wants to the Putin, but if he will not support his words with the action, it's going to be just, you know, it's going to be breaking the first rule of the dog training. You know, Putin will tell him just, you know, go threatening your mother-in-law. You are not the boss here. The same things with your golden. What you need to do, you need to show your golden. How many times you saw dog jumps on the rose bushes? You know, it's the same thing. The dog jumps on the rose bushes and something unpleasant happened. So you don't need, in four months, you don't need a kind of, you you know, any harsh corrections, whatever, and this golden, but you have to show him you, you displeased with that. What is the simple way of correction? You have to, Bob, invade his space before he invades yours. So what I would do if I were you, if he jumps at me, I momentarily move forward simultaneously, make that movement for lunch toward him, like just a little bit. Make that sound ah, and clap my hands just like that. Startle him into the attention. If if that's not going to work, I'm going to escalate. I'm going to do the same things by having in my hands a pop can. So what I'm going to do, I am uh, saying ah and drop that pop can on the floor and, and freeze. I'm going to freeze and make that startling effect on him. If that's not going to work, I'm going to use a product, it's called CO2 Tire Inflator, which is emitting gentle air, like this, yes. One, one, one blast of the air, and your, and your bad dog's behavior will go away. It's just, you know, you make that, make that move. Push the button, ah, boom, and you can get that product from uh, any bicycle store. It's a very, very effective. That's what I would do. Now, uh, if he, I mean, when I'm spending my time with this dog and such and such, I maybe time from time will put the leash on him, and I will provoke the issue. I basically will tell, tell him, my baby, you want to jump at me? And make sure the leash is slack. And if he jumps at me, I will snap him, snap the leash away. <clears throat> he, sorry, he backs off. And I say, good boy. And after say, you want to buy, you want, not jump, jump. I will provoke the issue. Bob, if I say, if you would work for me, I say, Bob, I love your job, but I'm not going to pay you starting from Monday. How many times you're going to perform this behavior if not going to get anything nice in return? The same things like this. If I tell you, Bob, push the button and anvil bum on your head. How many times you're going to push the button? The same things. Provoke the issue. Make the dog to practice the behavior, which you don't want him to, to exist, to, to, to practice. And after that, you know, use this uh, quick fix when you need it. Those two things together will work very quick, Bob. I guarantee you. Thank you so much for calling. Spasiba. Oh, you know the Russian too. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. I, I think I think you don't need to have a Putin in your household. You can take care of that now. I see you can take care of this yourself.
This is Animal Radio Network. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And coming up, our old friend, our old young friend, David Fry is joining us again. Of course, every Thanksgiving. That's what we do on Thanksgiving. Oh, it's just a tradition around here. A lot of people sit around the TV, they watch football. We watch the dog show. And he, of course, hosts with John O'Hurley. And he's the big big dog over at the Westminster. Apparently, best in show this year. This is what you're telling me. Best in show, Uno. Which is a beagle. Is now a therapy dog. That's so awesome. David Fry with all the details on the way. Our dream team at one 405 8405 Dr. Debbie answering your questions. Hi, Doc. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great today. How are you guys? Good. Did you get the hole in your wall at your office fixed? Uh, you know how insurance is. It's just going to be dragged out. But uh, we're functional. Everyone's fine. Clinic's moving up to speed. So that's what's, I guess, most important. Most important thing, of course, if you weren't listening last week, a minivan plowed into your office. You were listening last week. I was actually talking to you uh, on the other side of the speaker. Yes, you're looking <laughs> at the speaker right now. one 8405 Hi, who is this? Talking with me? I'm talking to you. You oh, talking cool. to me? I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to you. Okay, I'm Lucy. Hi, Lucy. How you doing? I'm doing good. Where are you calling? In, right now, I'm calling in from Maryland. When I called you originally, I was in Arizona. You get around. Yeah. You a driver? Drive a big truck. You drive a big truck. Oh, I love lady yeah. drivers. Oh, this is so much fun. I retired from my original career, and now I'm on vacation and getting paid for it. What was your original career? Registered nurse. Is, do you wow. like this better? Well, I, li- I did nursing for 30 years, and I liked that great. But after 30 years, I needed a change, and I love this because I've, I've been doing it for three years, and I've seen the entire country and Canada. And getting so, paid to do it. And getting paid to do it. Oh, you got to love and it. And I get Teddy with me. Teddy. Right? Teddy. He's a half Shih Tzu and a half miniature Cocker Spaniel. Does he like traveling with you? He loves it. Mm, okay. He loves it. He's, he's, he's been, you know, I'm... I'm really disappointed that I never had a dog before this. Oh. He is such a love. You just found out about that, huh? Yes, I did. Okay. Well, tell your friends to get an animal. Yeah, I will. Okay. I will. I called you initially because Teddy has a ritual that he does, and I know it's got to mean something, but I don't know what it means. If he's given a treat or if he finds a piece of particular piece of food, I don't know if he, when he likes it or doesn't like it, but he'll touch the tip of his nose to it back off four inches, touch the floor, touch the food, touch the floor. He'll do that three or four times. Then he takes it and carries it to his bed and buries it. Now, I don't know whether the, he goes back and eats it or not. I think he does, but I've found like four or five treats in there. What does that mean? <laughs> That's very interesting, Lucy. And hi, I wanted to say hello and welcome to the show today. Hi, Dr. Debbie. Hi. So you don't really know if Teddy's eating these treats later on in the day? No, not not later on in the day because, I mean, he's, he's, I've found, like I said, four or five days afterward. And oh, so you're finding the uneaten treats down the road. Right. Does that kind of behavior go back to the beginnings of canines foraging and hiding their food? You know, it certainly can be. One way we could interpret that behavior is that, you know, he's kind of taking what's his and he's hiding it for a later date. I'm assuming he's the only dog in your in your truck. Yeah. You don't have yeah. other dogs with him? No. 
So it's not necessarily a competition type thing. It's just probably a, a way that he's kind of being a dog in his maybe somewhat uh, close environmental situations. And I, there could be some uh, psychological interpretation that, you know, maybe he thinks because, you know, the road is moving, um, you know, he has to make sure there's food accessible. Um, and it's hard to kind of understand how much dogs reason and kind of are, are reasoning through a situation like this. But I could totally make a case where he might be thinking, you know, I want to make sure I got this little snack later and don't know where I'm going to be. This might just be kind of a normal little uh, quirk with your little fella. one 405 Judy and I were just thinking about the dog. Uh, it was a... Uh, his name was Donnie, and oh, he yes. was a Doberman Pinscher. Yeah, and he would line up his toys out in the backyard, and he would line them up according to categories with colors and the types of toys. If, if there was a stuffed animal that was a monkey, he would put them with the other monkeys. My own uh, childhood dog, we did some interesting things. I used to think he had a great ability to pick out his favorite treats. I'd line up seven treats in a row and I'd let him smell and lick each one. It looked like he was reasoning through which one he wanted and he'd get to pick one treat. It's never the same one. He always kind of went and considered each one. So, you know, we don't know what's going up in those little heads of theirs. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Our dream team of experts here to answer your questions. Vinny Penn, Kay Brown, Bobby Hill, Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard, and joining us now, Doctor Debbie from sunny Las Vegas. It's just too hot for me there. What is it today? Hi, we're up to 108 today. 108, just a cool day for you. It does get up into the teens, but I'd say 108 has been our summer average uh, here of late, but I just actually returned from uh, Georgia. Oh, really? And, uh, I got to enjoy green for the first time in a long time. <laughs> it was wonderful. The humidity and green, I, I missed that, so uh, it was good to see that. Well, welcome back to work. Let's answer some calls. one 405 8405 I believe we have Steve on the line. Yes, you do. Hi, Steve. Where are you calling from today? Well, right now I'm in North Dakota. I'm a truck driver on the road. Okay. You're on with Dr. Debbie. Hi, okay. Steve. Hi, Dr. Debbie. Yeah, I was calling to... I, we've, my wife's got a yellow lab. It's a, it's a pretty large yellow lab. It weighs about 90, 95 pounds. Uh, about three, four years ago, it had some uh, hip problems. And um, the doctor that we had... Uh, told her to, you know, to give it one glosamine tablet a day, and uh, we did that, and that really helped with the uh, hip. Now, I noticed last time I was home, when the dog wanted to, we, we live in a two-story house, when it wanted to fall up the stairs, it's starting to have problems with that left hip again, and mm-hmm. we've always continued with that one tablet, but I was wondering if we could increase that or if there's something else we should look after. Yeah, now so he's a bigger guy, and and how old is he? He she picked him up. Uh, he was a rescue dog. Um, I believe that she's had him for maybe seven years, and I, I believe years. he was probably close to a year old when we got him. Okay, and uh, overall, throughout throughout his lifetime, has he been a pretty active fella? Has he kept up with that throughout active. his life? Very active. He loves chasing balls and stuff, and uh, whatever he does, he does at full speed. That's how he hip. That's how he injured his hip the first time was chasing a ball down a hill and then trying to put the brakes on and stop. And something he did with his doing that, he uh, injured his hip and was not 
able to walk for about not without without pain for about uh, a week or two. So that 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 told her, okay. you know, just to keep them quiet for a while, and that and it really was pretty good. But I just noticed the other night, like I said. He isn't complaining or whining or anything when he's crawling the steps, but you can see by the time he's getting to the stop top step, his left leg is, uh, he's starting to uh, try to uh, carry that a little bit. Okay. Now, uh, when you went, did you take him to the veterinarian? Did they do any x-rays? Has he actually been diagnosed with hip problems? Well, um, see, with me being gone all the time, I, I, she, she took him to the vet, and I, I'm sure they did do the hip, uh, hip or the x-rays. And okay. it was recommended that from the do- doctor to start this glucosamine tablet daily okay. with them. Okay. The reason I ask that is there's a lot of other things that we can sometimes misinterpret as hip problems, okay. especially in a very large active dog like a, a Labrador. And hip problems, um, some of the early signs of hip problems that you might see at home would be what we call bunny hopping, where a dog kind of moves their back legs together like a rabbit jumping. Oh. Um, and that's okay. um, something we can see actually in very young dogs with hip dysplasia. And then certainly we'll see limping or favoring or slowness getting up or down. But because there are some of these other problems like knee injuries and dogs, oh, my gosh, Labradors injure their knee a lot. And it's kind of like a football player type injury. So we just want to make sure we're sure of the type of injury um, because there's different things we might do for those things. Um, But if we are definitively dealing with a a hip problem, glucosamine, uh, the supplement that you've uh, mentioned, is definitely one of the first line um, things we can try to help out a pet with osteoarthritis. It is a natural type of um, supplement and it helps to promote healthy joint fluid. It decreases inflammation and that results in less pain for our pets. Okay. And you mentioned that that worked for him pretty well. How long had he been on that? Uh, I would say he's been on it uh, about three years. One tablet. uh, Is that enough? Do you feel one tablet a day? It'll definitely depend on the size or the milligram dosage on the glucosamine. So for a dog his size, I might want to make sure you're given somewhere between uh, 1,500 to 2,000 milligrams of glucosamine. 1,500 um, to 2,000. Yeah, and there's different sizes. If you use human forms, they'll come in about 500 milligrams. Some dog products will be in 1,000 milligrams. So you just got to make sure you look at the numbers there. It's a dog. And, it's, she gets it at uh, one of the uh, pet stores, um, and I, I'm thinking it maybe is about 1,000. In addition to that, there's a lot of great medications out there to help our pets with arthritis pain. And I would definitely make sure you speak to your veterinarian. There's some really good ones out there, Medicam, uh, Deramax, uh, uh, Rimadil. A lot of these types of medicines can, if if you've already tried the glucosamine, it's helped, but we're kind of losing ground there. You yeah. might want to see about looking into those because those are very helpful for pets that the first tier of the supplements don't quite help them out enough. Um, we have to be cautious good. with that. We want to make sure we follow blood work and make sure the pet's in good health while they're on that. But that might be something that I would really see about doing at this point um, and see if that might help him out a little bit more with his mobility. That sounds good. Yeah. Now, the other thing I wanted to ask you, Steve, is um, as far as our weight, um, because we know weight plays a huge factor when we're dealing with any orthopedic problems. So 
making sure mild, low-intensity exercise. We get that extra fat, that extra hip weight off these Labradors who tend to be a little thick around the middle. That, too, well, would be very he important. he isn't overweight at all. He's just a very large dog. <clears throat> In fact, this, you know, if you look at him from the back, looking at his chest and his hip, they're all very proportionate. Uh, there is no widening of them of the body and so he's he's a very proportionate built dog he's just very large good that's good that's so important and these guys they are so active and in a lot of these problems they'll catch up with them at some point so um keep them fit keep them lean um and it sounds like you're along the right path here as far as uh, controlling and managing his uh, discomfort so i hope that's some help for you steve and yeah, well, uh, thank well. you so much for calling here today one eight six six. 405-8405. This is Dr. Debbie. Airline transportation can be fatal for your pets. Hi, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys reporting. For one San Francisco pet, the seemingly safe trip across the country on American Airlines proved to be fatal. Willie, a two-year-old English bulldog, died after arrival from a cross-country flight. According to the Air Transportation Association, over a half a million animals are transported each year by air, of which only 1% experience complications. Complications range from minor issues, including unapproved kennels, lack of health certificates, and missed connections, to more serious problems such as loss, injury, or the death of the animal. Most severe are temperature fluctuations, insufficient oxygen and cargo holds, or damage to the kennels. For devoted pet lovers, even 1% is a risk worth preventing when trusting an airline to transporting their pet safely. Willie's owner is suing American Airlines. He hopes the lawsuit will make American Airlines, as well as other airlines, more responsible when transporting dearly beloved pets. American Airlines and Continental have contributed to more than half of all pet deaths on airplanes. For the Veterinary News Network, I'm Dr. Jim Humphreys, reporting for Animal Radio. Hi, this is Rue McClanahan on Animal Radio. Stay and neuter your pets. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by NAPS, the National Association of Professional Pet Sitters. Let NAPS help you achieve your dream of a financially rewarding and fun job by providing you with the education and tools you need by visiting www.petsitters.org. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal Peoples published 10 times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal Peoples' fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. 
visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. This hour of Animal Radio is brought to you by Return Moi. With Return Moi's service, pet owners know that if their pet goes missing, finders can easily and immediately contact Return Moi 24 hours a day. To learn more, visit www.returnmypets.com. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. Okay, the last thing for today. Yes. I would like to share with you dog training techniques that will turn any unruly dog's attitude around in five minutes or less. Any? Do we hear about some pretty bad dogs? And the question could be, if any dog can be altered, any dog's behavior can be altered. You know, you're absolutely right. Most can some cannot because hell let's be realistic did you see like mentally um say politically correct uh, challenged people if did you see how many times they got completely recovered no they just go to the doctor and get some medications and such and such but let me tell you my medication which i call five minutes transformation method behavior transformation method okay number one we should terminate democracy in the household. And you don't need to have a Putin in your household to fix your relationship with your pet. You can do yourself. Just implement the rules which every doggy mom knows, and you might not. Never give it to your dog any commands you cannot enforce. Always reinforce your commands and never repeat yourself. Number two, don't speak English. Speak doglish. Communicate with your pets. In the three ways, high pitch, always praise, good girl, good boy. I know it looks silly, but it works. The males in this country cannot praise even women, my female clients tell me. They just say, good girl, good boy. This is not the praise. (laughs) Good girl, good boy. That's what you want to say. Now, discipline in the low tone of voice. Instead of saying, no, 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 where I sincerely believe most dogs in this country think the word no is their nickname because people use it so many times without consequences. Say, ah, that's me, that's not the dog. So when I said, yeah, in English, you say, ah, in Doglish, the dog hearing, Yeah, that's the direct talk to the dog without any translation. And barking commands. Don't say, let's go, or whatever. Just say, let's go. The dog is hearing, or down. The dog is hearing, so make sure you say something in English, and the dogs hear it in doglish. Next, terminate your dog's welfare. Give your dog work to do. How many works you have to give to your dog? Two. Give your dog great mental exercises as far as doing obedience training. Give your dog great uh, physical exercising plan. 
put the backpack on your dog, put a couple of weights. You can use a couple of bottles of vodka, uh, akafina as the weights. And make sure, yeah, in Russia we cure everything with the vodka. And uh, ask your dog to run around, uh, chase this, I don't know, toys or ball, or just take the dog for a walk. But make sure you walk your dog, not your dog walk you. And uh, your dog, after all of that, your dog going to be tired. Tired dog is the good dog. Tired kids sleep well. Choose one part of your house which is no room zone. It means can be bathroom, can be uh, bedroom. You can go, the dog cannot. How? Easy. Connect the leash or piece of the clothesline to your dog's collar. And if the dog goes in that room, no screaming, no yelling, no heating, no frustration. Just ah, 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 approaching grabbing the rope, uh, 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 and get that dog out. Once you pass the perimeter, you stop saying, uh, uh, and you start to say, good girl. It means hot, hot, and it's cold, cold. Like everybody was playing in that game when they were uh, kids. And the last one, which a lot of people would, would love, to, probably would, he, would hate to hear it, take away privileges. What the first privileges I will take away? For unruly dog, bad privileges. I tell my female clients... That, that, that was bad privileges. Bed? Bad privileges, right? Bad privileges. Not the bad privileges. Bad, bad. privileges. Okay. Sorry for my Michigan accent, and thank you for translation here. Okay. You know, yes. If I tell my female clients, if I would slip slip with you in the bed, in your bed, I would not listen to you either. What do you tell your male clients? I know I'm not the uh, gay, so I cannot tell them that way because I really would not enjoy this type of the thing. But I think I give them the same analogy. I said, listen, males, I mean, if you had uh, some secretary or some mistress or someone else, I mean, who would work for you, and you would sleep with her in the night and in the morning, you cannot make her to work with you after that because she will say, excuse me? You know, screw you. You know, you're just my buddy. You know, you're just my equals. We just slept with you together. Why I should listen to you? Here, here. Your dog think, yeah. If your dog think the dog has all the same rights which you've got, you know, she will think you you don't have any right to demand the behavior and expect to get it. That's why privileges are so so important. So this is the my quick fix to five minutes. I would say transformation to any behavior transfer to any unruly dog. You just need to follow all those easy steps. And you can uh, visit our website, which is 911dogwizard.com or animalradio.com, where listed all those steps. And everyone can do it. You don't need to have the Putin in your household. And don't forget, you can email Vlade at Vlade at AnimalRadio.com. That's V-L-A-D-A-E at AnimalRadio.com. The link, of course, is at the website at AnimalRadio.com. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, who is this? This is Barbara. Hi, Barbara. How are you doing? Oh, I'm okay. How are you? Very good. Where are you calling from today? Idaho. Idaho? Yeah. Where in Idaho? Well, right now, I'm just outside of Pearly. Oh, you're a driver? Yeah. You were on with Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Cool. I Hi, need his help. Sure, sure. Thank you for calling, Barbara. No problem. So what is your problem? Okay, we have two dogs, two rat terriers. Um, my brother oh. is... Could you just get the mutts? 
pass? That's okay. I'm kidding. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> okay. My brother's coming out to visit us next month, and they have never had a strange person or a strange dog in our house or in our truck or anything. And I'm a little bit concerned on how she's going to deal with a strange animal in what she considers her territory. Okay. How do I handle it? Oh, oh, okay. All what your dog needs to do to sniff another dog's butts. Now, not your butt, another dog's butt. It is so important because uh, every time when the dogs sniff each other, each other butt, it's like going to the Google or Yahoo. They get all information they need. So if I were up, yeah, if I were you, I would get your dogs in a neutral territory. Just don't create that pack environment. Just get split them. Have one dog on one side of the street, another dog on another side of the street. And after bring whatever dog you would like to introduce, you know, and have make sure, you know, your dog should sniff another dog's butt first. So keep another dog, bring it to the butt, open, pick up the tail, and allow them to sniff. Basically, poke it in the nose, and after do vice versa. I know it sounds silly, but boy, this thing's works I gotta tell you, after that sniffing, all what you need to do, just walk with uh, stranger dogs a little bit on the leash, back and forth, pass each other by. From that time, you can go, you know, in the Russian bar, in, uh, yeah, wherever you want, uh, that will be just fine. We're all sheet toddlers, no fun. No, no, no. No, I'm perfectly okay. over. Good for you. Okay, but, but, okay. but this okay, is but the very easy, this is the Barbara story, this is the very easy things to do. That's what I would do as alternative, which is a little bit more difficult way, but it's going to be, you got to put, bring your dogs and put them, uh, first of all, bring the stranger dogs, which you would like to introduce in your home and put one of two dogs in the crate. And after that, bring your dog in the room and put in the next crate. At any time, your dog barks at the dog who is in the crate, uh, who is a nearby crate. You have to smack the, not the dog. Smack the crate and say, ah! The dog stops. Carol! I mean, if you're hearing our show, it's like pimp techniques. You know, right. the, the dog behave. Carol! Doesn't. Boom! Okay? Two opposite things at the same time. And, um, you know, after a while, uh, you know, your two dogs will be together sitting in those crates, both of them like two kids in trouble, and they will use to each other. And, of course, it would be very nice if you could a little bit rotate another dog's crate um, or even, you know, get your dog, uh, get uh, another dog out of the crate and bring to your dog's crate and allow him to do what? To sniff what? But that's okay. sniffing the butt is the key here. Okay, we don't have crates. Can I put them in a, in a, a room and just kind of shut them away until they decide to behave? No, no. If you don't have it, you can buy it because it's a great thing. And if okay. you don't want to do that, do it on the street, like I, expe I explained you before, but do it on the neutral territory. Okay. But when right. you have a stranger dogs, I would still get the crates. Crates, not the prison sale. It's just temporarily. So they would uh, not harm each other, but they would be uh, together for a while. And after they are together for a while, they will use to each other. While once they used to each other, they will hopefully like each other. You know, okay. first they're just, you know, ignoring each other. After used to each other, after they like each other. 
That's the okay. way how the dogs get to know each other. Barbara, thank you so much for calling us. Let everyone know we have education, which we combine with the fun here and the here and only on the animal radio where we're not just kissing and hugging our pets. We also don't afraid to say no. We don't afraid to tell you how to reinforce that no. And here's the Vladi, world-famous Russian dog wizard and animal radio. <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. one 405 We're celebrating our connection with our pets. We do it every weekend. It's called Animal Radio. We welcome you. If this is your first time, give us a call. Say hello. If you have a question about your pet, we have we have the dream team here. Anyone can help. You just heard Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, Vinny Penn, our resident party animal. I think that's actually what it says on his cards, resident party <laughs> animal. He's going to have tips for naming your pet. Now, Dr. Debbie, I imagine very busy Las Vegas practice you have there. You probably see a lot of strange names. What would you say the strangest name that's come through your office is? Well, I've had some that I probably can't repeat on the air. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay. Are there any that you can? Yeah, and actually one comes to mind. It was a darling dog, um, and the dog's name was My Wife. My and Wife? <laughs> it was the the gentleman that brought her in was so fun, uh, so entertaining, and every time he came in and he's like, I'm here and I brought my wife for you, you gotta look at my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gotta love Las Vegas. Also, on the way, we understand that there's a need for uh, blood for pets and transfusions. We're gonna be talking to Dr. Gene Jods, our friend uh, over at Hemopet. That's all on the way right here on Animal Radio. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is an Animal Radio News Update. Hello, I'm Kay Brown reporting for Animal Radio. You quite often hear about dogs and sometimes even cats waking their owners and saving them from fires, but a very different pet is being hailed a hero in Australia's southern capital of Melbourne. The hero? A pet rabbit. Firefighters say a night shift worker arrived home just as the sun was coming up, went to bed, but just 30 minutes later was surprised to hear his pet, called rather unimaginatively Rabbit, scratching at the bedroom door. He opened it to discover a fire rapidly spreading from a back room. Happily, both the heroic Rabbit and his dad escaped unharmed. A San Diego woman is thinking of giving her dog Shadow a new name, Lucky. The feisty nine-month-old poodle not only survived a rollover accident on Interstate 5, but also somehow dodged death, wandering for hours against traffic on Highway 152. Fortunately for Shadow, the Basford family spotted the pooch some ten hours later and lured him out of harm's way and into their car. Shadow's owners Kim and Lauren Jones were meantime getting treatment in hospital, convinced they'd never see their surrogate child ever again. But thanks to the Bassfords and some quick police work, the family was reunited. Still on poodles, and the residents of Japan's island of Hokkaido say they don't need big burly police dogs. Their pets are just as efficient. Locals wanting to nip crime in the bud have combined their nightly dog walks with a bit of crime fighting, resulting in a stunning 48% drop in crime. 
the One One Patrol, loosely translated as Woof Woof Patrol, wear special coats donated by police to identify their crime-busting job, and your yogi residents now sleep more soundly knowing their poodles are on patrol. You've heard the phrase, let sleeping dogs lie. Well, what about cats? A drowsy feline was accidentally posted 450 miles across Germany by mistake after it crawled into a parcel box for a cat nap. Giddy Rauch said she didn't notice her cat, Janosch, had climbed into a box full of presents and she mailed it off to relatives. Two days later, when the parcel was open, Janosch emerged, thirsty but otherwise unharmed. Apparently he's a very patient cat, never complains. Lots of us feel a little reluctant to go back to work on a Monday, but spare a thought for 300 Russian miners who reckon they've got the best excuse ever for Monday-itis. A pack of giant brown bears has them surrounded, and they've already attacked and eaten two security guards. At least 30 of the bears, which can reach 9 foot in height, have been seen prowling close to the platinum miner northern Kamchatka, and workers say they're not moving until shooters arrive to dispatch the animals. Only trouble is the weather's too bad for choppers to land. Apparently the bears' usual food supply, Pacific salmon, have all but disappeared after poachers used nets to decimate the region's rivers. And lastly, if you didn't feel like trying the facial beauty mask I told you about recently, you know, the one that uses nightingale droppings, well perhaps you could be tempted to try another new beauty treatment, a fish pedicure. Apparently it's the latest in-thing at a D.C. salon in Northern Virginia where 5,000 people have apparently already dunked their footsies in a tank where tiny fish nibble off the dead skin. Inventors John Ho and his wife Yvonne Lee wanted to find an alternative to using razor blades because of concerns over sanitation. So they decided to try Garrett Roofer, better known as Dr. Fish. These tiny fish don't have any teeth, so they can only gum away the dead skin cells. And apparently, the worse your feet, the better they like it. No accounting for taste. That's our Pet News Wrap-Up. I'm Kay Brown, reporting for Animal Radio. For more information, go to pettalkradio.com.au. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at animalradio.com. Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And no stranger to Animal Radio, Dr. Gene Dodds is joining us from Hemiopet. Doctor, how are you doing? Good. Hemopet. It's Hemopet, correct. I don't know what I was thinking there. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> how are you doing today? I'm just fine. And you? Well, I'm a little concerned. I see this press release that there's a there's a high demand for blood right now for uh, for yes, pets. That's correct. There always is. It just there are certain times of the year when the demand is higher than others, and the summertime is usually that way. Okay, why is that? Just more accidents? Uh, no, God forbid there should be accidents. It's actually because of the parvovirus, snake bite, and heat stroke seasons oh. occur at that time of year where animals are outdoors more and they may over-exercise or get overheated. Remember, animals don't sweat like we do. Mm -hmm. And so other than some sweating from their foot pads, the only way they can get heat um, relief is by panting. Mm. And it just overwhelms them. That's why you can never leave a dog in a, in a closed, parked car in the summertime. How can that lead to a situation where they need blood? Well, when you have heat stroke, what happens is the body basically cooks itself. Mm -hmm. I mean, it sounds crass, but that's what happens. And mm -hmm. so the blood actually um, becomes curdled and mm. the circulation is compromised. And the only way to prevent that, then the, the blood sort of clots inside and it's then the animal starts bleeding because it doesn't have its clotting proteins 
uh, they're all clogged up. And so you have to give transfusions to replace those while you treat the heat stroke by giving them fluids and cooling the body down. Mm. No one really thinks about giving blood for animals. You hear about the the Red Cross is always soliciting for human blood. But you've been been doing this since, what, 86? Well, the company was formed in 86. We we didn't get our biologics license. California is the only state where there are laws and regulations controlling uh, animal blood banks. Mm. And uh, you need a biologics license from the Department of Food and Agriculture. And we didn't get our license until April of 1991. We, I had been raising funds for my own lectures and stuff to start the program. Well, you're a nonprofit, is that correct? Correct. And you serve the entire nation, is that also correct? We, we serve North America. We also serve as Hong Kong. So if my dog potentially ends up in a veterinarian's hospital here in Paso Robles and he needs a blood transfusion, the blood could be coming from you? It could, or one of the other commercial blood banks. There are a handful of them in the country. Now, how do we give blood? How do we uh, we bring? Obviously, you need your pet's blood. You can't give human blood. Well, you can't do that in California. The, the law requires in California that you have closed colonies of donors. In other words, they're not allowed to go out into the public because of the potential risk of them picking up some infection. It would be like in people, you know, where we would have to screen the animals all the time. And you can't do that in veterinary medicine easily because we're an orphan specialty. The companies that make the screening tests don't make them for, for veterinary medicine because there's not enough money to be made in it. So, so how do you get blood? In, in California only, and some other places do the same thing like the veterinary colleges. We rescue greyhounds oh. and we adopt them out. So they come into our program. There are no greyhounds racing in California that's been outlawed since the 20s. Mm-hmm. We get the dogs from Arizona, Oklahoma, and Texas. They would be killed otherwise. We screen them. We have veterinarians do physical examinations, take blood to make sure they don't have infectious diseases, just like we do for people. Mm -hmm. We also screen them for blood types so that we only take the dogs with universal donor blood. Mm. And the reason for that is there are no really sophisticated blood typing reagents available readily so that someone would have any idea what the blood type of the patient they need to transfuse is. Mm. Right. So we use universal donor donors and then you might say well gosh if you're screening those how many dogs of those you screen do you can you actually take mm-hmm. it's a probably about 20 percent of the ones we actually screen but the ones we don't take have already had their health checks and their disease testing by us so they can go to adoption leagues and more readily be adopted by oh, other yeah. people So how long do they spend with you? They stay, um, well, they come into the facility. If they're not spayed and neutered, we have to do that first. So Mm -hmm. they have to be acclimated, and then they're trained, you know, for our facility. So it probably takes anywhere from six to eight weeks. And they're not allowed to donate blood more than a year. Mm. And they give twice a month a pediatric side. That's a half-size unit of blood. So they would give no more than 24 little pediatric units of blood during their time here while we are soliciting for their adoptive homes. We have a whole screening program for potential adopters. Um, the volunteers come and, and our staff come and they're walked three times a day. And I mean, they have actually a wonderful environment. And we train them to use stairs. We even have um, a stairs way built into the facility so that greyhounds can learn to use stairs because they, they've never done that. So if they go into a home where there's a second story and they happen to be at the top of the landing and they're frightened by the steps and they jump down or they leap down, they can injure themselves, but they could also take a child or something with them. 
so we train them to use stairs, we train them to sit, to shake a paw, to come when they're called, all those things that they had no clue about. Now, why greyhounds? Is it a personal choice, or do they give better blood? No, they don't give better blood, but they, they are short-haired, and they're incredibly docile, which allows them to be abused, unfortunately, you mm. know, by the... Um, well, she say by an industry that may not be interested in the dog per se versus running. And most of the people that train dogs for greyhound racing care a lot about them because if they don't, they won't run fast enough. So it's a sort of good thing. But there are people that do this for the wrong reasons. Why greyhounds? They're short-haired. Their blood is not so special, but we're making a social statement, which is what we're all about. The website, www.hemopet.org. That's H-E-M-O-P-E-T.org. Of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. Dr. Jean Dodds, thank you so much for joining us again. My pleasure. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Lots of people place online ads for love or maybe to sell their used car, but a heartbroken bird lover got his missing parrot back. Thanks to Craigslist, 35-year-old Jason Strong couldn't bear to think of never finding his 8-month-old Amazon parrot, but the thought of his beloved Dino becoming a meal for another animal was unbearable. Strong has cerebral palsy and his caregiver had taken Dino to visit some friends. They were sitting at a pool, Dino perched on her arm, when he suddenly took off flying, something he'd never done before. They made flyers and put an ad on Craigslist about the missing parrot, but weren't expecting too much. Meanwhile, an employee from Hyundai Motors found Dino in a parking lot at work. She was just going to post a found bird ad on Craigslist when she saw the lost bird one. She returned Dino to Strong, where he happily found the place on Strong's wheelchair, right next to a parakeet named Pharaoh, a cockatiel named Willow, and a conure named Spirit. He explained, some people are cat people, some people are dog people. Maybe I was a bird in a past life. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. The Animal Minute is brought to you by Urinoff, the number one vet-recommended urine odor and stain remover. To purchase, visit www.urinoff.com. You're not finally something that works. There's lots of reasons to need a urine odor and stain remover. Your dog's afraid of thunderstorms. Cat hates being alone. You've moved into a new house. But there's only one reason to buy Urinoff, because it actually works. Urinoff's high-performance formula gets to the source of the problem and removes it permanently, even cat urine. Many odor removers claim to work, but thousands of loyal Urinoff customers, even vets, swear by it. If urine odor is a problem in your home, reach for Urinoff, the odor remover that actually works. Available exclusively at www.urinoff.com. Off.com or your local vet. Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit pets911.com or call 1 888 pets 911. Hooray! For more information, go to pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Buddy, don't do that. Don't worry. Lots of dogs eat grass. Didn't you hear? Dogs can get worm infections from eggs and larvae in the grass. Those parasites can even infect humans. I know. That's why I give my dog Safeguard K9 Dewormer twice a year. It's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major intestinal worms that infect dogs and to protect my family against infection. Where can I find out more? Just visit www.safeguard.com. 
That's S-A-F-E hyphen G-U-A-R-D dot com. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. Hi, this is Anne-Marie Lucas from Animal Precinct and the ASPCA. And when I'm not out busting bad guys for abusing animals, I am home listening to Animal Radio. And I want, I want, and I need, ooh, and I Penn, party animal, coming at you on Animal Radio. Today, a very important topic, naming your pet. Now, I'm an Italian. I don't know if you can ascertain that from the Vinny thing. And Pen is an abbreviation of a very long Italian name that I can't get into here. But when it comes to Italians, Italians have a very interesting way of nicknaming people, which uh, you could actually find all of this out in uh, my new book that comes out this summer. I don't mean to plug here uh, during my radio time, but I do have a book coming out called The Guido's Credos available at bookstores everywhere at the end of the summer. I hope you'll check that out. Check me out at www.vinnypen.net. But I did have a routine in there or, or, or a chapter in there dedicated to how Italians come up with nicknames. If you're obese, your nickname is tiny. Uh, I, that might be standard ethnicity notwithstanding. Interestingly enough, though, if your name is Frank, we're big on alliteration, we Italians, so your nickname might just be Fat Frank. It really depends on your name before we go with the nickname. But there's thing, th- something about doing the complete opposite. If you're six foot seven, your name is Shorty, unless your name is Tom, in which case you're Tall Tom. Really creative, we Italians. But nonetheless, it does kind of extend itself to the pet realm. If I meet one more ridiculously tiny sweater-wearing dog whose name is Thor, I'm going to lose my mind. Thor is is reserved for Rottweilers, for labs, and even there, it's kind of done to death. It's kind of the uh, Jason in the human world, we or, or the Luke. We have enough babies, we have enough dogs with the same names. If your pet is three pounds or so, and, and sleep sleeps in a hearth at the foot of your bed, and you take him out to... Uh, him or her out in your pocketbook. Here are some of the names you cannot name that tiny pet. Thor, as I said, Bear, King, Hulk, Orca. Choose a name that fits. At the same time, don't acknowledge the stature at all. Teensy-weensy is really just kind of as annoying. And we all know to stay clear of the human names. Naming your dog or your cat is the most important thing you will ever do. They're going to respond to this name. You might want to try to make it a little unique. Steer clear of human names, names that have anything to do with their stature. If it's a white dog, doesn't mean to be named Whitey. If it's a black dog, doesn't mean to be named Blackie. Come up with something clever. Your favorite ice cream flavor. You know, here's Rocky Road. All right, what's wrong with that? Your favorite... uh musician well a lot of people do that marley thing that's kind of annoying in and of itself all i'm saying is be creative pay homage to something that has affected you profoundly in your life and don't be so obvious 
and stop the Thors. As a matter of fact, I want to see if Animal Radio is going to get behind making T-shirts that has the name Thor in a circle with a slash through it. No more Thor. Vinny Penn, party animal. Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hey, hey, this is Davy Jones here on Animal Radio. Just want to say look after those animals because they look after you. Have a great time. See you soon. Bye. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. I just found out Uno, you remember Uno from the Westminster Kennel Club dog show? The best in show. How could you forget? The best in show. Yes. Has become a therapy dog, a certified therapy dog. We decided to get our friend David Fry on the phone. Hi, David. How are you doing? I'm great, Hal. How are you and Judy today? Very good. Well, this is especially exciting news for us. Tell us, what has happened with Uno? Well, of course, right away it became the world's next uh, single-name superstar Uh out there. So... So he's been doing a lot of things and visiting a lot of places, and and the owners and I thought that it would be a good idea that he uh, become a certified therapy dog because he's he's uh, visiting children in Ronald McDonald houses everywhere he goes across the country, and he's uh, running into people all the time in airports and and on airplanes and uh, in different settings. So it's just nice to show that this is a dog that's more than more than just a, a beautiful show dog. He's a wonderful dog and a, a great member of the family and a great dog to be around. What is it take to become certified? Well, he had to go through, uh, of course, a training process and then an evaluation, and, and he did that while he was living with me for uh, for a few weeks here in New York City, and I took him to to uh, to the ASPCA for their class. He was a, he was hugely popular at the ASPCA, of course, and and uh, all the other people in the class loved having him there. And at the at the end of that, he was evaluated and certified as a as a therapy dog. You said he was living with you. Well, he's uh, he's been so busy that, uh, <laughs> and we were trying to fly him uh, on a on a certain airline, Midwest Airlines, and has this wonderful celebrity pet program where we can buy him a seat in the airplane. Uh-huh. And uh, every once in a while, the travel schedule is such that uh, he just may as well come stay with me. So, actually, I'm flying to uh, down to Dallas tomorrow to pick him up. He lives in Austin. I'm flying to to pick him up, and then bring him back up to D.C. for a trade show in D.C., and then he's going to come and stay with me for a week until he goes down to St. Louis, where he's going to throw out the first pitch at a St. Louis Cardinals baseball game. And you're going to use mileage points to go to Hawaii. Is he that gets a- mileage. You know, he really does. And, it, and the nice thing in this day and age is that he also gets to check a bag. So. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> so we're having a great time. Probably doesn't have to go through the security checks that us humans... Have well, to. you know, he, he does. He has to go through the same stuff. Oh, and okay. I have to carry him through the through the detector and through the metal detector, and then we get to the other side of the gate. And, you know, the, all the security people there, they, I mean, they're used to seeing him in, in airports like LaGuardia here in New York, where I fly out of, and uh-huh. in Milwaukee, where he flies through all the time for Midwest, and, and, and in Texas, where he's, where he's a, a kind of a regular there. But uh, we'll walk through there sometimes, and a security guy will stop us and say, wait a minute, if the dog's going on an airplane, he's supposed to be in a container. I said... No, he's not. He's got a seat. And I pull out a ticket. It says right on the ticket, Uno Fry. He's flying in the seat right here, 3B. Do uh, show dogs have an advantage to become certified therapy dogs? Are they more disciplined? Are they easier to cross over? Yeah, I'm not sure I would say that they have an advantage. But, you know, most show dogs, 
and especially a dog that's been campaigned like Uno was, has been in just about every situation you can imagine. There's noise, there's pans dropping on the floor, there's people coming up and sticking their hand in his face and things like that. And you know fairly quickly if the dog like that has the aptitude to be a good therapy dog, and, and there was no question with Uno that he was going to be. It was just a question of when and, and how we find the time to get him certified in his very busy schedule. Do beagles normally make good therapy dogs? Well, they do because they love their people and they, and they love being around them. The, the tough thing about beagles is that they're like a lot of other hounds. He'll put his nose on the, on the ground and be gone in an instant if you're not watching him. So he's got to be kept you know, on a leash all the time, which is good anyway for, for all dogs. But um, he just uh, he loves the world and he loves what's going on out there. Now, many of us change our names for show business. Uh, Uno, well, Uno, well, my name's like Johnny Gazzino, but, uh, and we changed it to Hal Abrams. But uh, what I want to know is his real name. Isn't it some long name? Well, it's Champion K Runs Park Me In First, which K Run is the kennel name, and, and his father's name was Parker, so park and park me in first you know for a, a show dog that's you know give me first place give me that blue ribbon so uno is so much it's it's to the point well that's it uno and it's easy to say uno yes stop that <laughs> <laughs> you know it was cute the first time but but stop it now don't give me that roo all the time when you're hungry tell listeners that are new to animal radio about angel on a leash angel on a leash uh, was started as a charitable activity for the westminster uh, kennel club uh, four years ago at the Morgan Stanley Children's Hospital in support of their therapy dog program. And after we uh, did a few things with it and talked about it on the air, suddenly uh, we had a lot of people around the country, a lot of facilities around the country that wanted to be involved with us. So it quickly became its own 501c3 as of a year ago. And we're now putting in place uh, some policies and procedures. But basically we are uh, advocating for and supporting therapy dog programs in major facilities like the Morgan Stanley Children's Hospital, like the Ronald McDonald Houses around the country, uh, like St. Jude Hospital in Memphis, uh, Providence Hospital in Portland. And we're just part of a new uh, pilot program here at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center, the world-famous cancer hospital here in New York City that has never allowed a dog in there before, so we're very proud to be a part of that. And how are the patients receptive to that? They love it. They really do, and, and, you know, it's based on really on the principle when a dog walks into the room, the energy changes. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. smile. When they haven't been smiling or haven't had much to smile about, they talk. When they haven't been talking, they get their mind off the challenges that they have, whether it's the patient or their families, or parents or sibling or grandparents or, or children or whatever. Um, the dogs get people to smile and, and, and do things that, uh, that help the healing process. I encourage listeners to head on over to the website, which is angelonaleash.org. Of course, links to everything you've heard on today's show at animalradio.com. David, thanks so much for joining us again. Bad, Judy. Nice to talk to you both, and and we'll look forward to seeing you soon. David Fry on Animal Radio, ladies and gentlemen. I like that guy. That's all we have time for this week. Don't forget, we're streaming online 24-7 at animalradio.com. Oh, they want me to remind you, we still have a couple of dozen of those Animal Radio Pet ID tags. If you want one, go ahead, drop us a self-addressed stamped envelope to Animal Radio, Post Office Box 197. That's in Shandon, California, 93461. All that information at AnimalRadio.com. Or you can touch base with us during the week at 1-866-405-8405. Or email your voice at AnimalRadio.com. Oh, and I wanted to remind you, 
If you're not around the Internet during the week and you just need your animal radio fix, you can get it on your cell phone. Simply text ANIMAL to 27627. All of this at AnimalRadio.com. Have a great week. This is Animal Radio Network.